Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighters. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be talking to Scott Hirano as part of our series on photography uh, in Muay Thai. This will be the last one in the series, so we're very excited about it. As always, if you'd like to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram, mattlucasbkk, or email me at a.mattlucas at gmail.com. I also have my own personal website, matt-lucas.com. Thanks to everyone that has supported me so far, sharing the podcast, leaving reviews. If you'd like to leave a review that would be super helpful, you can do so on the iTunes store. I want to thank a few people, Vinny Scotto, Patrick Rivera, Dave Brooks, Sean Madden, Wendell Galano, Chris Tran, uh, for help, helping me get going when I broke my camera. We have some big things coming out. I will be doing a Behind the Fight with Omar Halal be soon. He is going to be an endorsed fighter with Muay Thai Graham. So a lot of big things going on for me and for the sport. As always, after years of hard work, studying, and being in the game, I decided to publish a Muay Thai Encyclopedia. This clear guide goes over scoring, matchmaking, picking in gym, fight styles, gambling, Muay Thai culture, and more. It has a series of interviews with long-term expat fighters, including Michael Savas, Willie Whipple, Angela Chang, and others. The book, I'm Fighting in Thailand, A Guide to the Sport in the Motherland, educates and helps guides careers by saving fighters from from costly mistakes is a definitive guide and you can get it on amazon as an ebook or as a print copy thanks as always to my sponsors nakmoy legends for their continued support of the show they create some great muay thai apparel with portions of the proceeds going back to the legends they celebrate all the superstars have been paid for their images as well. Check out their gear at www.knockmoylegends.com. Use On Fighting to get 15% off your order. They will also be doing a limited run of 100 shirts of a big upcoming female fighter. The contract will be signed very soon, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Big things ahead coming from Knockmoy Legends. Also, Muay Thai Gram has a website now. We will be doing more content, quality content. We've produced an excerpt from my book on styles in Muay Thai. Also, there is a nice article about Nak Muay Legends, how it got started. And the last piece is a guide to understanding purses in Thailand. So how they work how they go down, how they go up, bonuses, the structure of the sport and where money is coming from. So it is a good, strong article. It's a really definitive start to the website. So big things coming. A little bit about our guest today. Scott Hirano is definitely one in the world of action and striking photography. He originally got into photography doing soccer photography he trained to shoot action eight hours a day in brutal uh conditions 
he would have to frame the shots all the time. The ball would have to be in the shot. It needed to be framed tight. Also, 80% of the shots needed to be printable. So that really forced him to get good at doing that. Then he went to a boxing event in 2009. He started shooting striking sports and doing boxing and uh, MMA hybrid uh, was his first event. He photographed a local MMA event for about 20 events, then began shooting Muay Thai. He lives in Southern California and has worked a bunch of different places with a bunch of high caliber people. We talk about that in the show, including Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, Lanya Mo Warwatana, who we call Bet. Also worked with a lot of high profile photographers like Esther Lynn, Cynthia Vance. So very, very excited for this interview. Scott has been a good long term friend of mine. He's helped me out a lot in my career and given me guidance. So I really appreciate him taking his time out to talk today. And yeah, so stay tuned. So thank you so much, Scott, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking your time out. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, I've known you for a long time. I think probably almost 10 years. But the first time we really got to know each other was going out to Isan. Um, What was that, like five years ago? Yeah, yeah, that was a cool trip. Yeah, it was a really cool trip. Um, And you shot in Thailand a decent amount. What is it like shooting uh, photography out here in Thailand? It's cool. Uh, I mean, obviously very different from from where I grew up, where I live in Southern California. Uh, the In contrast, it just feels like there's way more texture. Uh, the The people are really nice. And uh, I, I mean, I love Thailand, you know, the, a lot about Thailand. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I as, as you've seen, you know, we've gone to Isan, which is, you know, as gritty as it gets, I think. Um, and I've been to several gyms in Bangkok as well and in Phuket and, you know, in different areas. But, uh, yeah, Isan's my favorite. I love it. Why do you like Isan so much? I I think it feels very, uh, um, I don't know what the word is, but it feels like uh, uh, it's like, it, it's not polished. It feels more, more closer to the, I don't want to say the origin, but it feels uh, it feels very authentic, and um, you know you have you have access to shooting that you don't have, say here in America, w- without you know credentials or or a very good reason to be in a place. For example, uh, in Isan, you know I've gone to people's homes and and they invite you in. They're very friendly, and and the the lifestyle there is very different from here, and. Uh, so there's a lot of things I've never seen before and, and that excites me. And I, you know, I end up, you know, th- you know, throwing myself, you know, in, into it deep, you know, running around with the, the Watanaya crew and, and their family. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's a really cool environment. Beautiful, beautiful time. Um, I remember one time, maybe it was when we'd gone on the trip, you'd, 
taken a photo of some old lady with her buffalo. And then on your subsequent trip, you were obsessed with finding this lady and taking her photo again. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we found her. I think we found her like me. It feels like two or three years in a row, literally on the same on the same road. Uh, <laughs> maybe the same cows. I don't know, but uh, but yeah. I mean, even that woman, for example, with her with the I don't know what tobacco they have in their mouth. It's not. It's oh, it's not the tobacco. It's a uh, betel nut. They they chew betel nut. It's a, sort of a old timey Thailand thing. It's sort of like tobacco and it stains your teeth. It used to be used by royalty. It was a status symbol. Now it's sort of it's seen as poor and impoverished. Uh, uh yeah, she she was always on that stuff and <laughs> but uh <laughs> Nothing like But that. yeah, I think I gave her gave her a kiss once or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Very on the cheek. Oh, on the cheek, on the cheek. Hopefully you <laughs> Your wife is okay with that. I'm sure your Isan uh, cow lady friend will be quite happy to hear the shout out. Um, <laughs> you, but you've uh, shot uh, fights out in Isan. You said that. Can you sort of explain what that's like and some of your favorite shots, or you know? Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a it's a different world. You're shooting. I mean. I, I mean, the the biggest impact was the first time that I, I Francis Watanaya, uh, uh, my friend there, uh, and Boom, her husband, uh, they took me to a, a temple fight, which is a, a fights that are you know next to a temple or essentially out in a field, and uh, there's monks running around, there's kids running around, uh, you know, there's the the commission is not what you think it is. There's no. It, it, there's you know the doctor is not what it what you thought it would be as as it is in the states uh but uh you know you have kids fighting uh that that are not wearing pads and uh as they might be you know they're they're not it's not a padded environment as it might be at you know children's soccer here in california uh but uh it it was very different very cool very very real for sure um and i that was you know, when I, the first introduction I, I got to, you know, why kids fight out there in Thailand, you know, what what effect it has on their families, their their lives, and uh, that sort of thing. So it was a it was a huge eye opener, and uh, I was super excited to be there, and I, I loved it, and I I, di- I didn't really want to even leave. I, I wanted to stay, and, um, and now yeah, now I've been back six times. So you're definitely a, a country boy. I don't, I can't hang with being out there, but it's pretty cool seeing some of the kids from the War Watsona gym grow. Uh, obviously, Lanyamo or Bat, he's one of the original kids and he's done so well. Yeah. He's fighting regularly on pet indie shows and making a decent purse. And- That's crazy. I, rem- I remember, he, I mean, I, I, sh- I, I shot him the first year that he started and and to see him now, he's like a, you know, he's a man and it's, it's a crazy progression. And to hear the story of, you know, how, why he started to, to help his family and, and the, the size of the income, the, the size of the purse relative to the fight purse, I should say the relative to what their parents make, you know, in a month or so or whatever, it's, it's, 
it's a crazy thing to 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 realize yeah i remember him a long time ago buying his antia washing machine and what a big deal that was um but i guess uh shifting gears a little you you've obviously shot in isan you've done both portraits and uh you have a pretty big background in action shots can you sort of talk about the differences between the two and which one you might like better uh I, they're, they're very different. Um, and they re, they require different things like personality wise. So, and I think that's my biggest barrier between the two. Uh, I, I feel much more comfortable being thrown into an environment and being told, Hey, you know, we need you to document this like, like in Isan. Uh, well, nobody told me to go document it. I just did, but, but it, I have more fun that way. Uh, doing portraiture, I feel a ton of pressure. And uh, I think by nature, I'm a reserved person, just mm-hmm. or naturally. And, and so I have to, every time I feel like I, when I do a portrait session, I, I have to break out of that every time. And that's kind of hard. And, and not to mention lighting is trickier. Uh, you're, you're, you're accountable for all the lighting that occurs in a studio session. You're, mm-hmm. you're not so accountable for it in a live, I don't know, journalistic setting where you know you're documenting things on the fly but uh and so i yeah i feel way more pressure in a portrait session and i and to be honest and i'm not like i i don't think i'm great at portraits i think i i have a formula that i've got down and i know what works you know but it's creatively i i don't i feel like i have a long way to go and uh and and it's difficult to to break through new ceilings to get to the next level it's very difficult for me Mm-hmm. Um, what what sort of things do you do with the lighting in studios that make uh, portraits work for you? Uh, there, I mean, different scenarios ask for different things. So, in in a fight environment, uh, they 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 kind of ask for certain things. For example, the side highlights make it easier to to cut out an image to use on a broadcast for the tail of the tape uh, sort of thing. And, and so some, a lot of times they'll request that uh, not always, but uh, they, that's, it's helpful. It makes the, the fighter pop out. Um, so within, within certain, within a certain uh, request, you, you can play within that, that realm uh, outside of that. If you're, if you're told to, you know, do do your thing and be creative. Uh, that's when it gets hard then you uh i i i i don't have like a it's just it's challenging for me to come up with with new ideas in that way Mm -hmm. why do you feel more comfortable doing the documentary work i mean i know you said you feel more reserved but what sort of shots or creative energies are you getting from the documentary work that you're not getting from studio work uh, specifically in fights there's so there's so much emotion in, and this is what drew me to shoot fights in the beginning is there there's such a range of emotion in in the narrative that occurs at a, in a fight night even in a fight week and and that stuff's fun to shoot i mean you you whether it's an amateur fighter or an extremely high level fighter you know these people are pl- pace, placing a ton on the line they're they're sacrificing their families their uh, t- 
time with their families. They're sacrificing their health and, you know, maybe they're skipping work to do this. Maybe they lost their job to do this, whatever. And, and so come fight week or even fight night, these guys, these, these fighters know that there's a ton on the line. And, and so that I, I, I love to try to connect with that intensity and, and, uh, and I mean, never mind photography, it's cool to be around it. And, and then you add the element of a camera to document those things. And it just, I don't know, I feel, I feel alive doing it and, uh, and I get a lot out of it. Do you feel like there's that same intensity in the upcountry fights or is it a different sort of emotion? Upcountry as in like Isan? Yeah. Upcountry as in Isan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, when you, when you have stories like Bet who, you know, buy his appliances for home that they would never have been able to afford before. There's, there's gotta be huge pride in that, you know, or it, and, and there's, that's gotta be different from say like a, you know, uh, a guy who makes, you know, millions per fight who, you know, is going to go home and buy a Lamborghini. It's, it's come, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot at stake, especially, especially if your income uh, is supporting your family and you're, you know, you're 10 years old or whatever, that's an immense amount of pressure. And so documenting that is, is a very rich, it's a rich, it's an emotionally rich environment. And, uh, and there's and these stories are important to tell as well, so I, I dig it. Um, and if I can remember correctly, you photographed Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, and of course uh, Lanyamo or Bet that we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that well. uh, like, what was it like working with the three different athletes? Obviously, they're very, very different, but. Can you talk a little bit about the shoots for each of them? Yeah, uh, uh, I mean they're they're very different. Obviously, um, I, yeah, I shot the Mayweather McGregor fight um, for Showtime, and and yeah, it seemed. I mean, McGregor backstage was was very serious, and Mayweather backstage was very serious, and and Lanya Mo as well you know there there's there's a lot of intensity all the way around i mean there's a moment in the mayweather locker room before that fight where where mayweather uh mayweather's dad is is in the room and he's i don't know he's just uh, other corner of the room and and mayweather calls him over and he's and he says something like uh i can't remember the exact words but hey pops you know let's let's do this one last time and you know thinking this is his last fight and and they're you, they're they're on pad, dad's holding pads and Mayweather's hitting it and you could tell the dad dad's kind of missing the beat a little bit and and Mayweather's just kind of encouraging him come on dad let's do this you know and it, it's kind of a cool moment so there's it, the import the I think the importance is there at either level but it's it's it just it's I don't know it's different uh, um it's I, I I don't know it, it was important for Mayweather in in his own way and it's important for uh for bet but, but yeah i mean as far as the importance connected to survival of course bets is is way more intense and mm-hmm. uh, um so and of course you've done the small shows and you've done the very big shows like i would say shooting conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather you're not going to get much bigger than that um what is it like shooting the big shows? 
that that's the funnest fight week I've ever worked. Uh-huh. Uh, it, so that was, I think we, we arrive on a Monday or Tuesday and there's activities all the way up until, until fight night. So there's three of us, Esther Lynn, Cynthia Vance and myself, and we're, we're all running around capturing different parts. So different parts of the same thing. So Esther's over there shooting, shooting maybe uh, Mayweather doing something. And, you know, me and Cynthia are over here shooting McGregor doing something because they're doing it at the same time or those kinds of things. You're fighting, you're fighting fans to get the shot. You're fighting other photographers to get the shot. You're fighting their bodyguards to get the shot. And, and all those, all these obstacles just, they actually make it more fun because they're, it's so hard to get through to get your shot. And you're assigned to do this. We're working for Showtime, but you're fighting to get these shots. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And then you get the shot and it's so gratifying because you feel like you went through a battle. It was, it was a wild week. There was, you know, potential, you know, almost fights during the week. And it was cool. It was, it was so much fun. Um. And you've talked about Esther Lynn before. I know we've talked about her and she sort of helped you out in some ways. Can you talk a little bit about what you have learned from her? Oh, it's, uh, there's a, you know, I, I listened, I listened to the podcast you had with um, the interview you had with William Liu. And I think he, he mentioned it that, you know, a lot of people look at a photo and, and they look like, wow, that's an amazing photo you captured you you get great photos you know or whatever and but there's so much more to that there's there's a work ethic behind it that's um that's uh that's hard to develop and esther lynn has a has a work ethic that i i've i've not seen anybody else have and she's and she's not just familiar with pressing the button she knows how to use that camera like like a i don't know like Jimi hendrix on the guitar she just knows how to operate things that a lot of people don't touch in the manual settings, you know, and she knows how to do video and do graphics. And she's this entire package that, that contributes to her job and and that informs, you know, these photos that you see. So yeah, there's whenever I have an, you know, a high example in mind for what I need to aspire to, she's, she's at the top of that list. Yeah, I remember a few years ago we were hanging out and you were talking about some of the things that she does after events. For instance, she goes right away from the event right to her computer and starts editing, whereas some photographers will go hang out with the athletes or whatever, but she's very much on it and very focused. Yeah, she's she's sending photos during. Well, a lot of photographers send during the fights as well, but yeah. I, I, but she's she's I don't know. I think she's the best. So, um, and sort of, I know that you've been influenced her by her. You've also influenced other photographers like William Liu and Perry. Uh, both of them, I think, mentioned you in the podcasts I did with them. What is it like, sort of, helping out other photographers? What how do you feel like you can help them? Uh, I, I don't know how much help I am, but you know, if, if somebody asks, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I can't say that I get asked often or anything, but you know, once in a while, maybe somebody asks a question about, 
photography or whatever and yeah it's it's really cool it, i i have like chronic low self-esteem from from childhood but you know <laughs> i i'm more confident now but uh so yeah when somebody you know finds what i do valuable it's it, it's flattering and it feels good and um yeah it's cool and uh, yeah any yeah i usually try to pass on whatever information i can yeah i think that you are a very valuable resource myself i know we did that sort of one afternoon on sukumwit we both had our cameras and we walked around a little just taking photos together and that it definitely helped me sort of understand some things about photography also the i think later that night or maybe another night we were just hanging out and you know drinking uh and you were you said something to the effect of like you just gotta do it a lot and keep at it and yeah yeah for sure. it's definitely something that's stuck with me yeah yeah there's there's definitely something to fucking up and seeing it in your own photos you know it's like it's like if you i don't know i don't know this kind of crew but like if you vomit and you see what kind of shit's in your body then you know you need to change it you know but it's just it's the same with photography you 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 see what's coming out of you and you in your photos and and that and i think if you're really honest with yourself you you realize you know i want to change a lot of things in my photos which means you know i got to change some things in myself and um yeah it's definitely self-reflective and it's uh yeah, it's important to do, I think. I know that you've done a lot of different types of shooting, but and you maybe sort of alluded to it before, but what do you think your specialty is and what do you feel like you're particularly good at doing in the fight world? Uh, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I, I don't get to do it enough nowadays so i i'm always on the cage um shooting fights but i i I love running around the the back rooms and just picking off moments i i i love just getting lost in the in the details of of shooting the fights like i like i know where i want hand wraps to be i i think i mentioned this to you before i know where um i know where certain elements of, of the narrative i i know how they I know how well, I know a bunch of ways of how how I don't want them to look, and so that that leads me to to taking a shot I might like. Mm-hmm. You mentioned narratives right there. What is sort of common narratives in the fight world and in fights? I I think I, I've told this to a couple of people. I, I think, but I I think it's important to learn the narrative of of what you're shooting in the fight world so i feel comfortable shooting i feel like from when the person leaves the house with their gear to when they return home after fight night like i i feel i i've been shooting for a while and i've you know i've put myself in the in the training camps in the gyms and in in the arenas and stuff and and so i yeah i i I know the the narrative now, and so now the the challenge is <clears throat> getting good at documenting the details, and and I I enjoy that challenge, and um, and to the point where like uh, some sometimes I'm like okay tonight I'm gonna work on on this part of of the story and and just try to get the best fucking photo I can, and 
and you know sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but um yeah it's a lot of fun to to get lost in those details do you feel like the narrative ever gets repetitive or boring because you're seeing a lot of the same sort of emotional emotional journeys all the time yeah you know when i'm tired it does and that happens like on a long fight night when there's 10 fights 11 10 fights or more i would say um but uh but the thing that kind of re in times where maybe i've kind of hit a slump with the energy things that have picked me up are 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 knowing the fighters so i'll you know i get to know the fighters during the fight week and then come fight night yeah, I, I'm invested now. And so, you know, I see, I'm seeing my friend, you know, maybe even fighting another friend and it's intense. And my, my eyepiece in the camera gets foggy and I'm breathing hard. And I'm like, fuck dude, why? Or, or I've, you know, there's times where I'm watching a, a guy, I know fight, and I, uh, you know, put your right hand up, what the fuck or whatever, you know? And, but yeah, you, there's, there's, there's ways to re reignite the fire of your shooting and, and I think that's important to keep in touch with too. When I'm pretty good friends with Tar, Tar Impress for from Max Muay Thai, and when he does photography at Max, he will yell at the fighters if he's not <laughs> taking photos. He'll say stuff to them like, you know, keep your hands up, use your right kick. If he feels connected to a fighter, he knows them or whatever, he'll give advice to them and say, hey, the guy's hand is dropping. Use your right hand. Use your right hand. And then he'll go back <laughs> to taking photos. <laughs> I, I should mention that, that you know, if I say to put your right hand up, it's just in my head because yeah. uh, I think if I did that here, uh, that would be frowned upon. Like it would – I would – I might be the only photographer yelling. So <laughs> – <laughs> Well, it's funny because I went back to America a couple of years ago and I went to some amateur show. I was doing photography or something and the fight was going on. I was taking photos and then I like dropped my camera for a second. And I was like, hey, do this. And <laughs> the commission got mad at me. I can see for, that, yeah. You know, I was giving advice. I No, what it was was, this girl was doing the Y crew before the fight. I was like, oh, yeah, you got this. To try and cheer her up a little bit. Because uh, she looked a little nervous. You could see it in her eyes. And the commission got pissed at me. I could see that for sure, especially in California. Yeah, some of the commission people are dickheads. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I, I won't bring up any names. It might you know, spark something bad. But... Who have you photographed so far? You, who and where have you photographed? We've talked about Isan. We've talked about the Showtime event. What other events, both big and small, have you done? Uh, I mean, I, I was a longtime photographer for Combate Americas. And, and one of the, like, the, the big now will be one of the biggest things that, I've, that I'll appreciate from this whole thing is, is how many trips I've gone to Mexico. Like, I... I went from from maybe only going to Tijuana because you know I'm in Southern California to now I've been to you know several cities in Mexico several times each and it's 
I, I love going there. Uh, I love shooting, you know, in the different, it, it reminds me of Thailand a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's very gritty. Um, the people are super, super cool, super nice. The food is amazing. I, I, I love going there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been pretty consumed with, with that for the last few years and, you know, sprinkled in with some showtime stuff with Esther and Cynthia. And, but, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's been a, a big highlight for me the last few years. What are the El Combate shows like? Uh, those, they're, 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 they put a, they, they do well with their production. They're, they're, uh, primarily, uh, aimed at like the Spanish speaking world. Uh, we, we have a, we have a lot of American fighters on the card as well, but, but, uh, I think, uh, we incorporate a ton of, uh, Mexico and, you know, other South American countries. And, uh, Spain was a big provider of fighters as well. And, um, Forgot what was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, what is the show itself like? Is, uh, is it an it, MMA show or is it boxing or BJJ? I know for a while you were doing a lot of BJJ shooting. Yeah, it's it's just MMA. It's it's only MMA. But yeah, they they throw a lot of money at the production. The production looks nice. Uh, they've got great lighting and things like that. I think it looks good on TV. And um, yeah, they just. Uh, and they took care of me really well. Mm-hmm. What is it like shooting different sports? You've done boxing, you've done MMA, uh, you've also done Muay Thai. What are some of the differences in the sports? The, there's a lot. The, the difference, I think, is in, uh, I don't know, if I'll, I'll just give some examples. Um, like the hardest sport, I think, to shoot for me is boxing, which mm-hmm which seems like maybe counterintuitive because of the other, the other martial arts have, have so many elements, but boxing, the box, a boxer's speed and their, 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 the way they faint, which throws not just the opponent off, it throws the photographers off and, um, and the speed of a jab and things. It's challenging to capture because you, you, you never just want to hold on the button and, and rattle off a, a billion shots. Cause you got to deal with that in post in editing. Um, so you're trying to economize the way you shoot. So uh, yeah, boxing has been hard. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu can be hard. Uh, of course, you can just rely on peak moments, submissions, things like that. But there's so many subtleties that I'm clueless about. And yeah, and I shot, I shot the, all the metamorphosis events, and those are you know some of the highest level grapplers in the world that went through that event and. Um, and you know, I don't claim to know jujitsu very much at all. I mean, I trained it for a minute, and but that that didn't really inform my shooting at all. But yeah. especially at the level those guys are at, and but it, I mean, it's fun to shoot. It was a very stylized event, uh, meaning that the the guy who ran it, Halleck Gracie, he uh, he encouraged you know all the to be creative and to be stylish, and it was it was a fun it was a fun creative environment despite uh not being deep into that that sport but uh yeah the, there's a ton of differences between jiu-jitsu muay thai boxing um i would say boxing and kick i'm sorry muay thai and kickboxing being the 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 uh, i don't know the beautiful or whatever it looks looks like 
coolest in a photo because it's yeah. stand up it's illustrated it, it looks really cool i've done some bjj photography mainly stuff at the gym and i don't particularly like it that much the guys always just seem smushed together like a sandwich oh uh, yeah yeah so i think it, it's hard to get an interesting shot especially when i've done so much muay thai photography and I know sort of the the correct moments when the fighter's leg will be extended and the shot is right there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, how you've shot at a lot of different gyms and something I've talked about with uh, other photographers is going to different gyms. What is it like working in new facilities? I, I like it. I, I love seeing new gyms. Like, I, I don't know how many gyms I've, I've been in, you know, over this time shooting fights, but uh, yeah, I love, I love coming into new gyms. I, I love the challenge of trying to make, make shitty lighting work. Uh, it's, it's hard sometimes. And it's, it's, it can be just, if, if I'm not getting a good, if I'm not getting like a clean image, it can be discouraging clean, meaning like the, the quality of the, you know, maybe it's too grainy or I have to use settings that compromise the image or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of fun from, from shooting in the, you know, uh, hole in the wall gym in Thailand or shooting, you know, in, in, you know, one of the nicest gyms I've ever seen is the boxing club in downtown San Diego, which is state of the art and all that. It, it's, it's cool either way. It, it has its own challenges. Um, it has its own looks and uh yeah i mean there there are gyms that i've i've shot in too where i've just like fuck this i want to i don't want to shoot anymore but where it's just the, the lighting is really bad maybe even the colors in the gym reflect weird and but you know you make the most of it and you understand that you know you're shooting for work so you you have to try your hardest and these photos are going to be seen somewhere and and you should you should try hard because of it um, something that people might not know about you is you actually have a pretty big background in social media. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, we worked on a site that promoted Muay Thai for a long time, and that offered a lot of opportunities in that world. So I was sent to Thailand by the Thai consulate of, in LA, the LA Thai consulate sent me to uh, Thailand to document, um, I think it was like five or six gyms and five stadiums or something like that. And uh, I've also you know shot around the States during that time as well. So gathering all that content uh, and also running, running a website, we, we uh, were able to uh, make kind of make a name for ourselves and, and uh, it, you know, really, really be able to sharpen what you know the our craft you know in photography and in delivering the stories through social media and i also did social media for meta morris the the jujitsu event um and it, it's challenge it's challenging to do social media it's demanding and um and it requires you know your attention at any given time whenever something blows up or 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 you know needs attention on that that can happen any time of day you know if and if you're good at it you're gonna attend to it and that can be disruptive to you know your home life and 
whatever else you're doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's a good experience. But uh, running social media is not not. I'm not. It's not my thing. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at my own. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely understand that. You know, I help out with a few accounts, obviously my own, and then Muay Thai Gram, and Knock Muay Legends, and then the Fair Text Training Center. And it's a lot to manage all the time. Things need to be posted. People need to be uh, talked to. Right. You got to respond to comments, blah, blah, blah. And all the while you're trying to grow things and manage images and brand ideas. It's definitely a lot. Yeah. Um, I definitely understand why people don't get into it. But <laughs> it's something you know that I also think is pretty important. Um, sort of changing gears a little bit. What we talked a little bit about Esther Lynn and as someone that's important to you, but what other photographers have inspired you and sort of helped you make your work or you know change your aesthetic in any way? There's a lot of there's a lot of photographers on Instagram that that outside of the fight community that. That I, I mean, I can't even, I mean, I don't know a lot of their names even. I just scroll through it. I just follow them and scroll through it. But there's a lot of fashion photographers, people who are doing real fancy things with lighting that that uh, that I'll try to I'll look at and try to figure out and then maybe try in my, my own shooting, um, specifically in portraiture, mm-hmm. that that I, I feel like I, you know, I'm a long ways away from, from being real comfortable in. But uh, yeah, the, another photographer is inside the fight world is Mitch Viquez, and and uh, you know I didn't I didn't come up shooting with a background in I didn't go to school for photography so and Mitch did so there's a lot of you know when I'm around him he's uh, he's he fills in a lot of gaps in my in my knowledge so he'll talk about stuff and and I don't know what he's talking about so I'll ask him to explain and and I learn a lot from him in that way. And, um also cynthia closer friend, cynthia vance a close friend of mine she's she's extremely creative with the video camera and and also photography and and they're doing stuff that you know just by they're they're different they're other people and they they have their own perspectives and and to see that come out in their work uh it, it it's cool to see and and i i learn from it and um and you absorb it and you know you you come up with your own variation or whatever and yeah so there's uh yeah i have a lot of i have a lot of influences i think Mm -hmm. what how do you feel you are personally different from other photographers uh yeah i don't know it's hard it's you know it's hard it's hard to see yourself the way that others see you um so i but I don't. I, I would say maybe in my work ethic, like I, I feel like I can, I can work my ass off, and, uh, and I hope that you know, I don't hope that sets me apart, but I hope that that solidifies my spot in this in in what I'm trying to do. But yeah, I, and I think that's that that's a that's a thing I value quite a lot is is work ethic and. Um, and I try to be, you know, I, I try to continue to get better at you know, whether it's, you know, uh, working a certain program or, 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 or 
you know, using my gear in a certain way or, you know, just streamlining the process while, you know, while not sacrificing any quality and that sort of thing. Something Helen Tran and I talked about uh, recently was about gear and how a lot of people think that the gear is important. Do you think it's important? And if so, why or why not? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, there's, hmm, yeah, it, it, it depends. Like, for example, if you're shooting an Isan, uh, at a temple, you know, your temple fight, or you're shooting fights in the middle of a field and the, the, the lights they're using are as dim as could fucking be. And there's mosquitoes and bugs and everything clouding the lights. Uh, having a fast lens is important. Uh, you, you, I don't think you can get away with, you know, a 2.8 lens or, or 4.0 lens or something like that. It, you're going to be shooting at a really show shutter speed and be compromising, you know, image quality. Whereas if you had a camera that, 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 that is capable of a higher ISO quality together with a fast lens, you're, you're just going to get a crisper image. So in that way, quality would matter. Um, all things being equal, like the sun's out or whatever. Uh, yeah, a lot of cameras become equal very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think it depends on the the conditions you're shooting in that that dictate whether you need to have better gear or not. Um, it always seems to me when I do ringside photography, especially at some of the bigger shows that I've worked at, even Roger Demnan, or definitely at one championship. There's people with very very good gear and then i have sort of normal stuff do you how do you deal with that or i mean you use pretty good equipment all the time right yeah well i mean i i i have a couple one dx's that i use for the fights and then i have a camera specific for portraits uh 5dsr but um but yeah i mean everybody's you know everybody's got their own thing and i've seen people you know i remember shooting uh, when I was shooting Metamoris, uh, Stefan Kosev, who's a very creative photographer that I worked with at that time. And he, I don't know what he used, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I used. And he shot better portraits than I did by far. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and his, his approach to even shooting the BT the behind the scenes, um, even the fights was his own style that I, I, I wish I, I was, I had more of a, a flavor in that way as well. I wish I, but I, I feel more like a safe photographer. I shoot, you know, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So yeah, does, does photography, does the, the, your gear matter? Depends who your client is. Um, depends what conditions you're shooting in and it depends uh, what style you're going for. Mm-hmm. So you've had over a decade of experience in photography specifically in the sports industry what are some of the hard things about it that people don't know about uh i think maybe the 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 two biggest things that were difficult for me was learning the business of it and then also uh uh learning how to get ahead to the next level it's 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 not something that I've never had the experience where I was asked for my school credentials or, or my qualifications, the, your qualifications come from what you produce and 
that's what, and, and a lot of times I was hired after the person hiring had already seen the work that I did, or I was referred by somebody who, who had credibility, say like Esther Lynn, Esther Lynn refers me to a job and because of the, the, the high quality of her word, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be accepted by, by people who have hired her. So uh, yeah, understanding those two things are, are important. And I, I wish I had learned the business of it way sooner, mm-hmm. but it you know, I, I just wasn't around people who, who could direct me and who, who were savvy with the, with the, with how this, all this worked. Yeah. What, what specific things about the business do you think new photographers need to know? Or even older experienced photographers. I mean, how to charge, you know, what a day rate is. Um, uh, you know, there's there's a variety of requests you get in photography. And some of them could be you're working for one hour and other ones you, you're working for 12 hours. And, and to have all those numbers uh, more or less down, you know, depending on what's required in the shoot, uh, I think is is important. So you looking confident when you look confident and you, you know, you put the client at ease, I think. And, and yeah, it, it was, re- it was really hard for me to learn business. I, 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 I learn things a hard way often. And so uh, it, it's usually after the fact, after I've fall, you know, fallen on my face a few times and um, yeah, it took me a long, long while to figure out how to charge and what my worth is and all those sorts of things. Yeah, I think it's difficult to know how much you can or should charge, especially if you don't have other people telling you, other peers or mentors of some sort. Yeah, Um, for sure. And like people, I feel in the sports world or at least in the sports world, people undervalue the photographers a lot. Yeah, there. Yeah, I think I think with, you know, there's a, there's I think I think maybe William Liu also mentioned this, but there's a lot of people who, who, uh, you know, there, the, and, and I, you know, I, 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 I hesitate to criticize, the process, but, you know, there's a lot of people who will, will affect you getting a job because they're doing it for free or or for a very reduced price. I've had people um, uh, try to undercut my, uh, you know, try, try to get my job by, by charging way less. That's um, happened a few times of, of jobs that I've long established with. And it's frustrating, but, you know, it's, you know, I get people trying to get ahead and, and that sort of thing. But uh, it, yeah, it definitely has an impact on, on a client's perspective of what's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. There's always a bit of a young gun trying to make a name for themselves that are willing to charge less just to get their foot in the door versus someone that's older and more experienced and knows what they're doing. I think a lot of times people get what they pay for, though. Yeah, that happens as well, too, for sure. The new photographers or new people trying to undercut more experienced people are going to make potentially costly mistakes. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. What the one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is what do you want to sort of express or say with your fit top photographs and how do you get your pho- photographs to do that? Mm. Yeah, I mean I I think in in portraiture and in the live shooting, you know, the, the, I think they're two different messages. You know, I, I should underscore this whole thing with that. I feel I, I'm not so much a journalist, you know, as I, as I felt more of when I was doing the Muay Thai website or things like that. But I'm, I'm, you know, if, if I'm honest with myself, I'm in the marketing department of a company. And so the shots I create are, are marketing images. So in portraiture, those things need to be, you know, slick in a certain way that satisfies, uh, you know, my boss, you know, and so um, that doesn't always uh, open the door for me to do whatever the hell I want. You know, sometimes it does, but, uh, it, but, you know, I feel that I feel more, more freedom in the live shooting. And, and in that, uh, you know, I think I'm trying to go for, you know, authenticity you know, people, you know, for example, one of the things that, that, you know, it's a apocalypse now scene where, where, where you're telling the, telling the fighter, don't look at the camera, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this look real. But uh, so, yeah, I think authenticity is, is, is the highest goal. Um, and then after that is, you know, composition and, and style elements. You know, but I, I think you start with a real moment first and and build on that. that um, just wrap, wrapping things up. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? <laughs> no, nah, I think I I think we covered quite a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've I've known you a while, and I, I you know, I it, it's really cool to see you know, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by, by the work you're doing in Thailand. And it's, you know, if there's one thing that, that really, you know, holds up the mirror to myself is seeing other people hustle their asses off. And you definitely do that. And it kind of holds me to account. And especially during this time, during, during the virus where, you know, opportunities are, are being closed, closed down and, and you're, you're sort of having to reinvent the way that you do things. And, um, and to see guys like yourself and, you know, other friends of mine who have, who have adapted. Uh, yeah. Right. Right now is a, a good time to be learning um, how to reinvent your, your craft. And, uh, and I appreciate that about you. Thank you. I definitely think that there's always opportunities for people. It's just, you have to be creative. You have to figure out your own niche. You got to find a new angle basically that, something that hasn't been done before. That's how I feel about it, at least. And yeah, sort of how sure. I feel about a good photographer is able to look at things from new angles. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, just wrapping things up, where can people find you? Where can people follow along with you and your photography? Yeah, I'm at, uh, just at Scott Hirano, um on Instagram or I don't really do Twitter very much. Just use it for news, but uh, uh, in Facebook every now and then. But um, yeah, mostly Instagram at Scott Hirano. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, well, I really appreciate you taking your time out and talking to me. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to see you soon, Scott. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I look forward to being in Thailand again and hanging out with you. Right on. So that wraps up the interview with Scott. I thought it was really great. You know, there's a lot of different things that go on with the world of photography. I think hopefully people have picked that up in this series. Things about ethics, things about technique, things about telling stories. Photographers really tell a story with their pictures. You know, there's that cliche line, a picture tells a thousand words and I think it's true and I think it's important for photographers in the sport to be promoted and to be properly reimbursed they are basically the cutting edge of marketing in the sport and if the sport is going to grow people need to understand the marketing and people need to understand payment so I really, again, appreciate what Sky has done, especially what Sky has done for a lot of other people. William Liu and Perry have both been mentored and helped by Scott. War Watana Jim, who is close to my heart, has been helped by Scott. And Scott is an amazing person, and I'm really happy to be friends with him and to have him on the show. Make sure you check him out on Instagram at got Hirano. He also has a website of the same name. So that has been On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. As always, I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.